students protest for environmental reforms. This is our planet. We need to take action. The president sounds off about a whistleblower complaint. Just another uh, political hack job. An NFL bad boy gets his walking papers. Antonio Brown has been released. This is the CBS World News Roundup Late Edition, sponsored by the Capital One Quicksilver Card. And we have breaking news at this hour. President Trump has approved additional troops and missile batteries to be deployed to Saudi Arabia. This following Iran's attack last Saturday, acting Defense Secretary Mark Esper. The president has approved the deployment of U.S. forces, which will be defensive in nature and primarily focused on air and missile defense. More from correspondent Stephen Portnoy. President Trump says it would be easy to order a retaliatory strike. I think it shows far more strength to do it the way we're doing it. Even as the Pentagon was set to present him with options for a strike, Mr. Trump told reporters he's inclined to show restraint, calling that the strong person's approach. Days before heading to New York and sessions with world leaders on the sidelines of the U.N. General Assembly meeting, Mr. Trump announced new sanctions targeting Iran's central bank. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, the White House. The president today sounded off about that whistleblower complaint about him. CBS's Ben Tracy. President Trump says he did nothing wrong during a phone call with the president of Ukraine. A totally appropriate conversation. It was actually a beautiful conversation. But CBS News has learned the president's dealings with Ukraine are part of a federal whistleblower complaint the intelligence community inspector general determined to be an urgent concern. The exact allegation is unknown because the administration is refusing to turn the complaint over to Congress. The Wall Street Journal reports during the call, Mr. Trump pressured the Ukrainian president eight times to investigate former Vice President Joe Biden's son, Hunter. And tonight, Biden said the president should immediately release a transcript of the calls to Ukraine that prompted the whistleblower complaints. Hundreds of thousands of young Americans came together in cities and towns across the nation today to march in a climate strike, including one of the biggest in New York City. I'm Matt Piper. Greta Thunberg ended her speech in front of thousands, saying change is coming whether they like it or not. That change was felt on the streets here. An estimated 250,000 people took to the streets to march in this climate protest. Thunberg, who's really become the face of this movement, says more than 4 million took part in cities around the world. On Wall Street, the Dow Jones Industrial Average dropping 159 points to 26,935, and that breaks a three-week win streak. The Nasdaq was down 65. Now this. Portland's version of the worldwide climate change strike took over two park blocks today. KXL's Rosemary Reynolds talks with people in the crowd. These girls were pretty decisive about why they came out for this. I gave like my little sister, who's only two years old, a chance to grow up in like a world that's healthy, not something that's getting destroyed. Like we have to act now to save the future. Mayor Ted Wheeler tweeted his support, saying, "We love your passion. We keep encouraging you to keep fighting the good fight with us." Rosemary Reynolds, FM News 101. Police in Kelso say Battalion Chief Mike Zanefield died of suicide. They say Zanefield was battling a job-related injury caused by occupational stress. He was on medical leave, not on duty at the time of his death. Cowlitz Deputy Chief Becky Ryblin says... Several staff decided to work today, but chaplains are on hand to help with their grief. They have been here on scene. They've been with the family. Um, they've been with all of Mike's co-workers. Um, so they've been instrumental in this as well. Cowlitz 2 personnel considers Anfield's death a line-of-duty event. 
They plan to honor him and his service as well as take care of his family. Now, some say the tragedies experienced by first responders go with the job, but how they cope with that kind of situation is a big part of that job. KXL's Mike Turner talks with someone who lives with that reality every day. Clackamas Fire Division Chief Joshua Yerke tells me he knows what Calitz 2 Fire and Rescue personnel are going through today. We just want to say from Clackamas Fire that we are saddened by this news. He says many first responders have a strength that can become a liability in the work that they do. Those strengths, the backsides of them are often our weaknesses. And so one of the strengths that first responders have is that they care tremendously about the people that they serve and take care of. And at times that just becomes overwhelming as you care so much. Chief Yerke says when bad things happen, firefighters need to talk about it. The chaplains and others from local fire agencies are helping Callitz 2 staff do that today. Mike Turner, FM News 101. It's 4.05. A little mayhem at McNary High School. KXL's Grant Mackill has the story. It was a dangerous situation Thursday when a fight broke out between two female students. There were about 500 or so students who were gathered around watching the fight. Kaiser Police Lieutenant Bob Trump says the school resource officer responded, and as the fight was broken up by teachers, he spotted something suspicious. He determined that two boys who were trying to get away from the fight area quickly were probably instigators or somehow involved. And when he tried to question the boys, they fought him. The officer couldn't reach his radio, so a teacher called for help. Six units quickly responded and calmed things down. It can be tough when, when you're talking to sort of numbers, you know, hundreds of students. Grant McHill, FM News 101. A Washington State teen is arrested for allegedly threatening a school. His mother called police, saying his journal contains plans of a school attack on the anniversary of the 1999 shooting at Columbine High School. Police say they arrested the 17-year-old College Place High School student on Tuesday. Detectives say the detailed journal includes times, specific firearms and explosives locations, an established date of April 20th, 2020, and plans to kill his mother and her boyfriend. Police say officers did inform the school, which is just south of Walla Walla. Crews find an 80-year-old mushroom hunter missing on Mount Hood. Sergeant Marcus Mendoza of the Clackamas County Sheriff's Office says they found her, uh, Kemi Takahoshi, about a third of a mile from her car, parked near Trillium Lake. Obviously had exposure to elements overnight, uh, no known injuries. He says she had a whistle with her, and searchers followed the sound until they found her. She's from Tigard and is an experienced mushroom hunter. A perfect storm leads to labor unrest. As KXL Steve Litter reports, it could lead to several Portland-area strikes at the same time. Grocery workers, Kaiser employees, Oregon Public College's support staff all are threatening to walk off the job unless they get what they want. Why now? PSU economist Tom Potowski says one factor is businesses, which are facing cost pressures and trade issues, are hoping workers will be somewhat happy. Basically saying we're not going to provide you anything unless you start to ask for it. And I think that's what workers have said, okay, we're asking now. Potowski also said there's a kind of contagion. One group starts to ask for higher pay and other groups say, shouldn't we be asking? And I think that starts to spread. Steve Leader, FM News 101. Portland's most news, traffic and weather. FM News 101. Stay informed to wrap up the week here on a Friday afternoon. Glad to have you with us. I'm Cooper. She's Lucinda. Have you spotted any parking spaces that uh, 
don't look like parking spaces. <laughs> it's National Parking Day. <laughs> Get it? I love how to say that. It's an opportunity for you to reimagine the possibilities of that 160 square feet of public space. Mm-hmm. Some folks are super creative around the nation. Activists, architects, and other concerned citizens transform metered parking spaces into temporary public parks. Now, some turn that pavement into an art gallery or a reading nook mm-hmm. or a dance party. Yeah. A San Francisco art and design studio founded this event back in 2005. Organizers say the event parking day <laughs> is meant to raise awareness for more pedestrian friendly spaces in urban areas. Yeah, if you spot any repurposed parking spaces, share a pic with us on our KXL Facebook page. So it is parking. Parking. <laughs> Emphasis on park. Printing. Just another ing the UPS store can do for you. Stop in today for everything from business cards to banners. The UPS store, every ing for small business and of course, shipping. AB is out again. From the KXL Sports Desk, here's Peter Sampson. New England Patriots have released Antonio Brown. That experiment lasted 11 days and one game where he did catch a touchdown pass. It's not known what the next step is for Brown as he deals with his legal issues. The Carolina Panthers have officially ruled out quarterback Cam Newton for Sunday's game against the Cardinals with a foot injury. He's battling a left foot sprain that he aggravated last Thursday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He originally suffered that injury in the Panthers' third preseason game. Kyle Allen will get the start in Newton's place. Allen has taken the first team snaps all week and will face his former college teammate, Kyler Murray. And the NFL has placed a temporary ban on all flame effects and pyrotechnics used on its playing field as it investigates a fire at the Titans' Nissan Stadium in Week 2. The league confirmed the moratorium in a statement today saying it will remain in place at least until the review of the incident is completed. Sports at 15 and 45, I'm Peter Sampson. FM News 101. Time now for the five things you need to know today. First, here in Portland, across the U.S., to Europe, Africa, and Asia, millions of people, including many youngsters, go on strike for a day of climate change awareness. This is only the beginning. Change is coming whether they like it or not. That was the final message from Greta Thunberg, the 16-year-old Swedish activist who was the main event at this climate march and rally in downtown New York. CBS News correspondent Matt Piper there. 250,000 people took to the streets there in New York City. The demonstrations are happening just days before world leaders meet in New York for a U.N. climate summit. The death toll from heavy rains and flooding in Texas now stands at four, and there are a handful of injuries. Meanwhile, emergency crews assess the damage from flooding in Houston. It's all thanks to Tropical Depression Imelda. In nearby Beaumont, Texas, Matt Connors drives through the flooded streets, waiting on waters to subside. It's not easy. Not at all. Um, we're, uh, we're just doing the best we can. Best we can with what we have. But, uh, like I said, it's not our first time. We know it knew it was going to happen. Just two years ago, you'll remember Hurricane Harvey brought drenching and flooding rains to the same part of the Gulf Coast of Texas. Much like back then, roads and bridges are washed out or closed. Today, roughly a 40-mile stretch of Interstate 10 remains closed thanks to high water. At a shopping mall in suburban Chicago. It was just terrifying because it did sound like gunshots. But no, it was an SUV ramming through the front door, speeding around inside 
inside the mall. This happened earlier today in the Chicago suburb of Schaumburg. Shoppers seen running for their lives as the vehicle continued swerving around inside. Local police say they have a suspect in custody now. We're told there are some people with minor injuries, but nothing serious. A new report from the Wall Street Journal alleges that President Trump repeatedly urged the president of Ukraine to investigate former Vice President Joe Biden's son. Hunter Biden has had business ties to a Ukrainian gas company. The story is part of a growing controversy over a whistleblower complaint involving a recent call that Trump had with a foreign leader. The person who made the complaint reportedly calls Trump's phone conversation troubling. It was lodged with the U.S. intelligence community's inspector general. Correspondent Tom Roberts reporting there. And the U.S. lifting tariffs on hundreds of goods imported from China. The office of the U.S. Trade Representative says it granted tariff exemptions to certain consumer goods, parts, raw materials, components, and production equipment. Among the consumer items lifted goods for pet lovers, including dog harnesses, retractable leashes, pet drinking fountains. Both the U.S. and China have been backing down from that heated trade war in recent weeks. And those are the five things you need to know today.